Alright, what's poppin' everybody? Welcome to episode either 24, 25, 20, something like that. Something. <laughs> but this episode is going to be about detachment. Yes, detachment. So, <laughs> once I've started to detach myself from people, things, all that shit... Things don't hurt me, phase me as much. They don't phase you, bro. Yeah. I have a little quote that my mom told me yesterday. All right, so she said, detachment is not that you own nothing. Detachment is that nothing owns you. Damn, son. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, just I, I had to write that one down. Dude, that is fire. That is fire. It's like detaching yourself doesn't have to mean that, like, you don't care about it. Right. Because, like, perfect example, a dog. Detaching yourself from a dog, obviously you can't just stop caring for a dog, but you consciously know that one day the dog's not going to be there. Exactly. So yeah. you're going to have to, like, you have to prepare for detachment too. That is a huge thing that nobody, nobody realizes. Like, everyone is so busy worrying about their own lives. Like, they forget about their family members who are also growing up as you're growing mm -hmm. up. But you're more focused on yourself growing up that you forget yeah. that your parents are growing up. Right next and to And then... Like one day they don't make it home from work. That happens. Like, and you're just and fucking utterly shocked. Yeah, I not, can't even explain that. Let's not beat around a bush here. They die. They Man, die. They, they die out of nowhere. And you, you weren't mentally preparing it for it at all. So you're right. literally in denial. You're like, no fucking way. They just like, there's no way. Like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. So by being able to take a step back and just like appreciate them, be like, all right, like, I love you. I'm not going to treat you any less of a human. Like, I still love you the same way I love you, but I know that you're going to pass away one day. Mm -hmm. So I'm emotionally okay with that because you have to be. You have like no you'll, other you'll have You'll have let – me, let me reiterate this. You're going to go through some shit. Like, it's going to be gonna hard. Go it's going to be one of the most difficult times in most of our lives. Like, but – eventually you have to get over it and be okay with it now that means like grieve definitely grieve because grieving yeah. is a good thing you when have it comes to, to that you have, have to, to let your emotions out mm -hmm. it's good to cry it's healthy like you need to do that in order to get to the part where you're just content with it right. you're okay like think about it we either live to see everyone pass away or we pass away before everyone passes away Those and that's just that is the hardest reality to accept yeah yeah um Shit, why why not get a little personal here? Um, have either of you guys ever experienced yeah. like a significant yeah, loss? Of yeah, yeah, I absolutely. My grandpa was in hospice for like two weeks, and okay. I was it was summer eighteen, so I was seventeen. Yeah, and like I I think I cried maybe for twenty minutes max throughout the whole process because I was Damn. so I was so like prepared for it. I was like this like this dude knows he's going. Everyone here knows he's going. Yeah. So it wasn't unexpected. It wasn't dude, unexpected, right. thankfully. Yeah, I can relate to that. My uh, my grandpa got diagnosed with ALS, mm -hmm. and that's just an automatic death sentence. Mm -hmm. Eventually, everything stops working in your body mm -hmm. because, um, like everything just starts shutting down. It can start in your like toes or your fingertips, yeah. and it works up, and you just slowly start to get immobilized. The neurons mm -hmm. get like pretty much chewed up. Right. So, when he was diagnosed with that, like. Our parents, my parents, like, spilled that information to us. And, like, I had three to five good years with him. Yeah. Just preparing for yeah. his death. Yeah. So when he when he passed away, like, I cried at his funeral a little bit. And then But funerals are just emotional shit. I know, exactly. But then that was it. Because I prepared like, that long. It's not like you're heartless. 
Like, no, it's not. Not at all. Like, you just preparing yourself, bro. Like, right. Prepare yourself for the inevitable. A, a couple. It was last year, actually. And, um. I remember getting the call from my dad when he said that my grandma passed away. And I remember the call so vividly, damn, bro. Damn, like, I, I'm not even going to lie. I had to, I had to shed some tears for a little bit. But I, I don't know. I remember because my grandma died last year. My grandpa died a uh, year or two before. And um, I remember my grandma had asked me after my grandpa passed away kind of what I thought about it and, like, what I thought about death. Mm -hmm. And I was a lot – I was kind of immature at the time, like – and I remember I replied and said something like, I don't know, it's just a part of life. Like, everything has to, like, that's what everything eventually comes to. I mean, it's just, it's, it's part of the dichotomy of life. Like, life and death. If there's no death, then what the fuck would life be? Yin-yang. Exactly. And she said, she's like, oh, that's a mature answer. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> you want to know what really, I, oh, no, keep going. Oh, I, I do think that that's kind of how it is, though. Like. That's literally like, how it is. It is. Because my grandma knew she had pancreatic cancer. Like, she had been in the hospital. It wasn't unexpected. Yeah. It's kind of similar to what you said. And it's kind of just, like, one of those things that you know is going to happen that you don't want to happen, but you know it's going to happen. And then when it finally comes, it, like, it always catches you off guard in a way. Even if it is, ex even if it is not unexpected, it, there's still a certain way where it catches you off guard. You, you because, wanna, oh, my bad. Oh, no, you can go oh, on. You want to hear this insane story? Insane story. So, I was in sixth grade. It was just me and my mom at home, and I was upstairs playing like Modern Warfare Three, and I hear my mom crying so loud. I thought she was laughing. I was like, "What is so funny?" I'm like, "What is this funny?" So I walk down there, and she is bawling her eyes out. Damn, bro. I was in sixth grade, so I was twelve, and it just she she like literally couldn't even get the words out. So I pick up the phone. I go, "Hello, state trooper," and he goes. Your your grandma passed away. She got she got in a car accident, fell asleep with the wheel, and she just passed away. Damn. And I was like, oh shit. So I had to I had to sixth grade. I had to call my aunt, call my other uncle, and tell them that their mom passed away when I was in sixth grade. So and I was kind of unfazed by it because I was like, I have to. Yeah. You're like I, the I, man right I, I literally you had need to. to spread that information. So I'm literally sitting there, I'm like rubbing my mom's back, and she's just like, dude, just waterfalling, waterfalling, and. The whole family came over, and I was just like, I had to walk out, bring everybody inside. I was like, I was like a hostess, pretty much. <laughs> just like, and it was, it was insane. I think that's really what, like, brought me to my detachment. Like, because I saw that, I saw the pain that everyone was in because yeah. it, it was so unexpected. Yeah. Do you think maybe the reason that you tanked that maybe you were young and you didn't fully understand? Yeah. Or I mean, do you think maybe like? You kind of saw your mom crying, and you just like went into survival mode. And that's kind of what it was. I, I think that's what it is. I realized I realized I had no other option than like to compose myself and just, yeah, like it was. It's like it gives me goosebumps thinking yeah, about it because it's like a touching story, bro. And it was like three days before my birthday, so like my birthday was fucked that year. Like we didn't do anything. What? Yeah. But I totally don't care because like their mom passed away. So yeah, like, more it, important things. Yeah, definitely yeah. more important. So it was just all around an insane experience. Like she literally fell asleep. While driving, damn, blink gone. of an eye, gone, gone, blink of an eye. But I never had a relationship with her. I probably saw her twice in my life. Okay. But like my like my mom would always tell me how she was like sad that she couldn't have a relationship with mm -hmm. that grandma like I do my other grandma. But you know, I heard this insane quote. I don't know if I told you guys, but say you're a ten gallon person, and your parent is only like a pint. They can only provide a pint, but that's the most that they can give. You have to provide 
for yourself the other whatever nine and a half gallons yeah mm-hmm. because they're as long as they're giving you the you like their best like you can't ask for more mm-hmm. so you have to love someone unconditionally even though they can't fulfill you yeah so then that's what helps you fulfill yourself yeah dude that's it's that's an, that's yeah. a deep one i think yeah. also like having a detachment to life itself in a way so yeah. the way i approach yes. this yeah. is like i don't want to die mm-hmm. but everyone everyone always takes this conversation so oddly like i don't want to die personally <laughs> But if it's my time, it's your time, then it's my time. I'm going to do everything I can to not die in that situation, whatever I'd be it, in. But accept that, Jean. Like, that's like having a detached mindset is being content, mm-hmm. basically. Like, if, if like you see a bus coming at you and you're, you can't do shit, you can't do anything, but like you can't do shit. Like, just in that moment, <laughs> it's just like, all right. What if what if you weren't okay with yourself at that point? That like, would suck because then living your life with, like with regrets, like you told someone exactly. you hated them the day before, mm-hmm. bam, die. Like, like that's why you have to be so content with yourself and so happy with yourself because your life can be taken away like any that. second. Mm-hmm. Like anyway. you ever be driving and then you think like, what if I just you know? Yeah, like it, it is it's so that, fucking simple to easy. do that type of stuff. It's that easy. Every single day we face thousands of ways to die. Yeah. This, Thousands. This, we're, we're beating the odds out here. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> this conversation reminds me of a quote. Uh, the rapper Odyssey said it, and I forget how exactly he said it, but it was something like this. He said, "I live today like it's my last, but I plan for tomorrow as if I would never pass." Woo! And I think that's well, heat. I'm gonna write it, that, John. Yeah, that's heat. That re- I think that really is. That is heat. How, how, like I think that's a, that's a really good way of looking at the world. Can you say that one more time? I live every day like it's my last. But I've planned for tomorrow as if I would never pass. Fire. Damn, he said, let me pull out the notes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, that's just how it is sometimes. Respect. I, a great piece of advice that I would give to anyone who wants to listen to it is have notes. Like, always be taking notes whether that's mm-hmm. on your phone the easiest one like literally your phone is a yeah. part of you you can do that anyway. you're basically a side where you got your phone on you whenever track pull your up your thoughts. notes and then have a notebook like by your bed you mm-hmm. have a great thought in bed you write that shit down you have a dream in the middle of the night that's insane right just find down. find the discipline to get that pen up and write Dude, tracking you your thoughts is insane. It's Because then you can go back and look at them and be like, I was thinking about this on this day. Yeah. Because I date all of my, my notes. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, damn. Like, sometimes I go back and I'm like, that's fire. How did I forget about Dude, that? you also see how much you grow and how mm-hmm. how elaborate your thoughts start to become mm-hmm. as you mature through life. Yeah. It's and pretty crazy. Another see. detachment piece of advice. Relationships. A huge thing. People get Biggest so detachment. attached to their significant and they, they think about marriage, like, oh, we're going to have kids. And about like 85% of the time, that just does not come to fruition. So being able to say, all right, I love you. I love you the same, but we're probably going to break up one day. Not treating them any different, not treating a relationship any different, but having that thought in the back of your head, mm-hmm. we're like, if we break up, I'm not going to be pissed. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hate Keeping myself. Keeping that mental note to yourself, you don't need to tell your other person. I, I like, am no I less of that. a person. But just definitely... Being okay within your own mind. Yeah. yeah, I think it's important not to, uh, not to like like hang your happiness on someone. Like you I, th- can't. I think impossible. I think uh, what you guys just said is exactly right. Like your your love and affection for someone, it has to be, 
it can't just be like it's your last ditch effort in like experiencing positive emotion because mm-hmm. that won't work because when that person goes your positive emotion will go and then what will you have then nothing so no. i think nothing. you're like your love and affection for someone really needs to be coming from a place of courage like coming from a place where like like it's like trusting someone like mm-hmm. you only really trust someone if you are aware of the fact that they could have really hurt you like you're taking the risk Exactly. Like, you're aware of the risk that you're taking, and and you're comfortable with the fact that if that risk does pan out not in your favor, I mean, you're not going to be bitter about it. It's, it, a huge part of relationships is actually, like, actually being okay with yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, that's... You can't get into a relationship if you aren't okay with yourself. Yes, yes, yes. And then you can't get into a relationship if the other person is not okay with themselves. Like, you should not want anything intimate with someone who is not content yeah like they're anxious they are depressed just try to stray away from it because like you can't you're gonna feel obligated to make them happy mm-hmm. and, and that's you, draining you you have no response that is not your responsibility right to make someone else happy that is completely their own responsibility yeah i think you we can help with it but I th- yeah yeah I definitely think, i think we should draw a distinction between like just like having episodes of like depression yeah, or, yeah, or anxiety and then like, having and, someone to yeah, talk to about it yeah like because sure. there's a lot of people that i know that are really like in love with themselves and like they're like content with themselves as a person mm-hmm. i mean even me i i, I would say we'll that have bad days exactly exactly yeah, yeah. but i'd say overall i'm pretty happy with myself as an individual yeah. but if like the only thing that person can talk about is like oh today sucks. if they're just like a broken person yeah and you yeah. can tell but sometimes those people are very attractive yeah, and it's hard. exactly. And it's Sometimes hard. the reason they're attractive is because they're broken, and, and that's you when you mind, get into a situation. Mind yeah. over matter, <laughs> dude. Your human psychology wants to like fix them. You want like yeah. to help, so you, yeah. So then you just get attached because you're helping them, and then it's just, it's toxic. It's I think really it, toxic. I think especially men. I think men just instinctive, like men instinctively, like when they see things that are broken, they want to fix them. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> you can't, you can't be in the business of fixing humans. Like the only business that even comes close to that is like therapy. And you're not even fixing people. You're showing people the blueprint to fix yeah. themselves. Yeah, literally. Like you can't fix I, a person. It's no just one, not a thing. No one can help themselves, but themselves. Don't yeah. be captain, save a hoe. Captain, yeah. save a hoe. <laughs> yeah. People uh. can, people can only change for themselves. That's, <laughs> Literally, no one's gonna help you but you. But yeah, no exactly. one is gonna help you but you. Right. And no one is gonna help them but them. So, mm-hmm. like, you can give them all the advice you want, but if they don't implement it into their life, they're not gonna change. Exactly. So being being able to uh, like distinguish if someone can solve their own problems or if they're relying on you for everything, like you're you're their backbone. You have to like be like, hey, like I I have I enjoy helping you, but like to a certain extent, you're gonna have to take some responsibility and do it yourself. Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. So, like, being able to, and getting cheated on. Like, not that that's something you should anticipate, but you have to consciously tell yourself, if that happens, like... I will be okay. Like, thank you for showing me that you're not the one. Mm-hmm. That, see, that is the way that people need to start taking, like, getting cheated on. That's yeah. just a clear signal that they're not the one. Honestly, be grateful for it. Be, yes. <laughs> be yeah. Holy fuck, I've never really put it in perspective like that. Be grateful <laughs> that your significant other cheats on you if that happens because that will show you true colors true colors exactly in some weird way they got you out of a bad situation literally without you even knowing yeah that's just taking such a positive outlook on that negative situation you can't control their actions at all so if they do that even if they say they're oh i'm drunk yeah when i'm (laughs) when i'm hammered i won't care like i'm 
I like to get intoxicated every now and then. He's 21. <laughs> every now and then. Every now and then. Like, once in a blue moon. But you are so aware of what you're doing. Like, I mean, unless you're, like, belligerent, like, blacked, you But that's... <laughs> you, you have to know your limits, then. No, you're, yeah. Like, getting drunk is just not an excuse. It's yeah. not an excuse. Like, I completely agree. I completely agree. If you're not drugged, if you're drugged and like you can't do yeah, yeah. anything, but that then never yeah. happens. Rarely, <sighs> you'd be surprised. Okay, happens, but like in, not like, as much as it does in other countries. I would say, but, but like to the people we're talking to, to, like their relationships, not to anticipate. Yes, but like it reminds me of the saying: "You did what you wanted to at the expense of my emotions." I, I, oh, fuck, I had something. I understand, but I don't respect it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, and I don't forgive it. Like, like, cool. Like, you did what you wanted. Like, no matter what you say, you did it. Unless they got like raped, obviously, like yeah. we said. But like, <laughs> if you break up with someone for being raped, that's just fucked. Like, that's that, fucked that, up. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, that's just yeah. fucked. But like, <laughs> that's terrible, <laughs> dude. Imagine, the devil's imagine. in the details in all of situ- every yeah. situation. Like yes. that, the devil's in the details. It's just you can't. You can't. What's this word? You can't. We'll wait. <laughs> okay, okay. You can't just, like, expect for a relationship to go perfectly. There's going to be ups and downs to every relationship, I mean, relationship. Relationships are, like, this analogy is completely off the dome, but they're, like, they're like quilts that you weave together with, like, a bunch of random shit that you just find. Like, <laughs> like they're not... They're not. Dang, they're not orderly analogy. at all. Like they're really messy, and there's things in weird spots. But sometimes. it's a beautiful mess sometimes. But, but sometimes, if it if it's big enough to keep you warm, then who cares what it looks like? Jacob Peets. That was a great that analogy. Was poetic. That, that was poetic. That just warmed my heart. <laughs> I'm so so touched. I could have that impact. Poetic, bro. Oh. Poetic yes. Just thinking that <laughs> happens happens kind of every now and then. Just sometimes. Just sometimes. Yeah, let me credit your flannel for inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I think honestly, I think that's a fair place to cash it. Yeah, because I think I think we got a lot of value in there, real quick. Yeah, for sure. Just just detachment. Detach yourself. Learn to detach. Learn to from everything, like even the homies. They're gonna be gone one day, but still love them with your whole heart. Yes. Yes. Understand, nothing is permanent. Nothing. Nothing is permanent. But thank you for your time, and as always, stay woke.